hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We talking about life and life to stream right to you, from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, cause there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a Christmas episode for those merry and bright. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. And I'm sitting here with the lovely Justina Sparling. Hello. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to do a ho ho ho. Well, thank you for trying, and thank you for being here. So, this Christmas, special Christmas episode, it's just going to be us chatting for a few minutes. You can tell that this is a shortened version of the podcast, but if you want to hear old episodes, you can check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also go to thereitispod.com and look up old blogs and find out a little bit more info about each episode, and... You can check us out online. You can go to Facebook and Twitter at There It Is Pod. Like us, follow us, engage, make it so, as Captain Picard would say. <laughs> All right, well, today's episode, as I said, is a special Christmas episode. End of the year, 2016 was a pretty rough year for some people. It, it was a lot of sad news and trying times and difficult things, but we still got through it and we are still going to keep moving on and doing work and things like that and creating. That's the big thing. Like I was saying in the Thanksgiving episode, tough things happen, but we still can create great work because there's all this great work that came out of the 60s, which is a very difficult time. And I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know 2016 was a really bad year for many reasons, but I don't know, for us personally, it was a really good year, and so I don't know how to feel about that, but yeah, I think a lot of good things yeah. happened. I started this podcast mm-hmm. this year, yep. and we decided to move to New York City this year. We you visited know? New York. We visited, yeah, we had an amazing time. Yeah, it's it's weird, because there's so many reasons that this is the greatest time to live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because there's so many great things at our disposal right now. It's so easy to get information, to give information medicine is better than it's ever been there are all these great things that are going on even entertainment i mean we have this great new star wars movie that's out i remember when it was the trailer for it came out our buddy todd jansen said we might be living in the greatest time period and he was right i think because you could for like he and i are close to the same age or basically the same age so we grew up on Star Wars, and to be able to be adults and still be excited about new Star Wars stuff that we never thought was going to happen is pretty exciting. And that's just from a childlike view of the world. There are bigger things going on in the world, of course, that are good things. But the reason I say that it's kind of weird is that there are also these like tough things that are going on in the same time period. So, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird dichotomy. Yeah, but... Um I don't know. There's also a lot of good comedy in 2016. Yeah. Like Michael Che's special came out, which was awesome. And um, 
That's I guess it. that was That's it. That was all the good comedy. comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, no, it legitimately I think was a good year for for comedy and for rap. There was a lot of good rap this year. Yeah, I I, I feel like I personally grew as a rapper this year. I think you did too. Yeah. You uh, you're spitting hot lines mm-hmm. of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over a syncopated beat. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> syncopated. <It is. laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Justine is laughing because she's not a rapper. Oh, oh, hold up. Oh wait. Oh, oh snap. Okay. Are you gonna drop a? Are you gonna drop some knowledge on us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so it's oh, Christmas want, time. Oh, you don't want a beat? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't need a beat. So it's Christmas time. I'm feeling fine. You're all mine. Let's 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 end this rhyme. Oh, oh. wow! You're like common. <laughs> <laughs> You're like common. No, you don't it, need what music. I am is uncommon. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yes, serious. <laughs> well, we were at a Christmas service earlier, and something that the pastor was saying was that. Um, he was talking about promise and payoff, and that sometimes, you know, he was, from a biblical point of view, he was talking about the promises that God can give us and that we want the immediate payoff. And what he was saying made me think of all these things that we wish and dream and hope for that maybe have nothing to do with our spiritual life or anything like that, but just a career. People have dreams for their career, and they want that payoff. And one of the things he said was, you have the promise, and then later down the road, you have the payoff. And what people don't want is that part in the middle that's the process. And it made it what the way it resonated with me outside of a spiritual context was there's a lot of hard work in between the dream you have and the payoff of that dream. And so you know, we're going to New York City. Of course, we have some dreams that we want to see happen but there's a process to making that happen and a lot one thing that i heard i think it was the editor of cracked.com he wrote a really great piece and he was saying that the that the process is the progress and i've i've always remembered that i thought it was a really great quote and so that came to mind today when the pastor mentioned the process we have this process that we go through so that we can learn things, so that we can grow, so that we can be better performers. And through that process, we will then have a payoff. But I don't want to <laughs> do the work. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I know you're kidding, but it does remind me of people who were like some people, not all of the people, not the people who won on like American Idol and stuff, but there were people who I saw, I think there was one, I can't remember if she was on X Factor or American Idol, but she did so much work on her look and having sass, and she was an okay singer. I'm literally right here. <laughs> oh, was that you? Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought you looked familiar when we met. Mm-hmm. I've changed my look since then. Yes, you're... Uh, a completely different race now. <laughs> but uh, this girl was uh, kind of on the bubble. A couple of people didn't want her, but Simon did. And she started going like, please, I want this so, so, so bad. Oh, please, I want it so bad. And I remember thinking, 
Well, if you wanted it so bad, why didn't you work on your vocals as much as you worked on bedazzling that jacket? Or whatever, you know, like just... She just seemed to have put a lot of work into her look and presentation, but not from a vocal standpoint. And it's a show about having good vocals. <laughs> so I don't know if you really want it when you're not putting that much effort into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that people can't think about how they look and everything, but when that's the primary that's thing. Well, that's literally all I think about. I actually, this wasn't so much an episode of the podcast as it is an intervention. <laughs> Please leave comments in the blog and tell Justina how she needs to stop caring so much about only how she looks. I also care about how I sound. <laughs> that was an auto tune, but it sounded perfectly auto tune. Yeah, I've been working you put on it. that auto tune quality to your voice. <laughs> It's called nasal tune. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I do think it's a good thing for people to think about the process because that's what we're always kind of working with. We're we're doing that way more than we're going to be on stage or in front of a camera. It's that way with anything. Mm -hmm. um, my friend who's a PhD now um, was like talking about how it's all this work for so little payoff. But like it is like like you you spend like three hours cooking dinner maybe all day cooking dinner and uh -huh. then you eat it in fifteen, in 15 minutes. minutes. That's <laughs> true, know? yeah. But, but I mean, cooking's a lot of fun, you know, for it some is, people, not me. Right? Yeah. So I guess if you like the process, and that's that's why I always say you got to find something you love. Not necessarily that you're passionate about. What's your passion? But if it's something that you don't really enjoy the process of, then it's probably not your vocation. Right. Like, and I was saying she's a PhD, like, that's years and years of work. Right. You know? Right. It, 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 she obviously had to enjoy that process. Yeah. I and appreciate there, it. There's someone I, I knew who enjoys reading legal, uh, I guess, what do they call them, essays or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was, someone was saying, oh, gosh, but the jargon is so difficult to read you actually like reading that it's like oh yeah i love reading it and i i, I wouldn't want to do what i'm doing <laughs> if i didn't enjoy reading it right. that's the work is reading it yeah and that's so true but you're right it is funny that you have this little payoff sometimes like you're doing something for all these years that's why you can't just do it for the payoff because if you do it's gonna be like you're gonna be real disappointed yeah. right yeah you need to also think about Enjoying that process and what you get out of the process as a, as a human. Like, it's just also the discipline of, I'll put it in improv terms or stand-up terms, terms, going to practice or going to open mics. Like, that's discipline. And that's going to be good for you outside of comedy. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with anything. You know, if you're doing that process, and that's good. And you think about, like, when we're talking, I guess, food. If you don't necessarily like the process or do like the process of cooking and it takes forever to cook, like you're getting more out of the eating of that food than just the 15 minute time that you spend with the eating of the food. <laughs> you also get like sustenance and everything. So, mm -hmm. you know, you also got to think, I guess, about the product that you're putting out, what you're getting out of. That's interesting. Like, something. I feel like a, like a good improv performance it, I mean, obviously, a lot of time and rehearsal went into it for me. But if it's a good improv performance, it will sustain me for yeah. a long time, like yeah. through bad performances. I can always think back, oh, man, that was a good performance. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess bad performances. Kill me. 
Inside. Yeah, that's what happens a lot with <laughs> a lot of process, a lot of performances. Is uh, if they don't go as well, then it can be rough. But it's good to care that much that you want it to go well. But I guess the thing I try to do, and I still get frustrated with a bad show, and it's kind of, especially right now since we're about to leave, I want every show to be great. But I do need to get better at looking at the benefit of a bad show. Yeah. <laughs> I know it can't sustain me like a good show can. And it's not going to do for me what a good show can. And I don't necessarily know off the top of my head what a bad show will do other than teaching me new things so I can have a good show. But that's only like, oh, uh, that'll be later. <laughs> right now, I need to learn to. To me, a bad show it. is like, hey, Justina, you're not God, you know, which is huge for me because I think of myself as. <laughs> A living, breathing God. You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, all right. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by a bad show? A bad show? Yeah, what do you mean by a bad show, Justina? I don't know. You know, all my shows are good. You're right. (laughs) I don't... You do have shows where you get frustrated. Is there something that we can figure out for us and maybe help others that can help us not necessarily enjoy a bad show. Because I definitely don't want to get to that place where some people get where they have a bad show and they're just like, uh, whatever. No, no, no. Yeah, I think it's just a learning experience. It's just like, why was it a bad show? Reflect on it. You know, why why didn't it go Hmm. well? And and hopefully you can use that later, you know? Yeah, I guess I just want to enjoy that more than I do. I guess that's the thing of like... Well, you just need to have a better attitude about the whole thing. (laughs) You're joking, but it's kind of true. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I could have the attitude of, yes, I learned something new. I I had this bad show, but what came of it was learning this new great thing. Yeah. Unless, yeah, I mean, there's those times when you have a bad show and it's just like, I did that mistake that I know was a mistake and I did it again. Um, Those are super frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. When you have that, oh, here's that Bush League mistake that I never wanted to make, and I totally did it. Mm-hmm. I feel like last night, we had a, a really fun show last night. It was our final sketch show in Greenville uh, for a little while, mm-hmm. I guess. And the sketch part was just gangbusters. Great. It was so fun. Um, I think the improv was a lot of fun, but there was one scene where I was like, oh, I woofed it on that one. Really? Yeah, I totally did. But I feel like... I feel like the scene was fine. It took me a little bit. Sometimes I can walk off stage, and this was more something for me, my early years of doing stand-up, where I would walk off stage and I was like, oh, that was terrible. Mm -hmm. That didn't go well at all. Mm -hmm. And then I would just go joke by joke and think about how I delivered it and what the response was. And then I would remember, oh, they laughed at every joke but one. So that was a better set than I thought it was. Thankfully, I'm past that. Now it's just kind of like, oh, that wasn't great. But, you know, it actually did all right. I just didn't like my performance in it. And everyone else was, like, doing stuff to make the scene work. Mm -hmm. We saved you then that scene. Yeah, you did. I'm totally kidding. I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) What else, Mimo? Well, I guess this is as good a time as any to say there it is. There it is. Thank you for joining us. That was a nice little chat we had about performances that we've had. And we even we created something. We created something I, together. I, I freestyled at the beginning. 
<laughs> it was that was fun. Thank you for freestyling. Yo, you're welcome. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this. Uh, please subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you, as I mentioned earlier, you can also follow on Twitter and Facebook at There It Is Pod. And for Twitter, you can. Follow me personally as I try to learn how to write jokes at Jason Farr Jokes. Jason Farr Jokes, that's because Rejected Jokes was taken by Ben Schwartz. Mm. Um, he's funny. He's very funny. He started that because he was submitting jokes to like Letterman and SNL, I believe. And, oh, that's funny. Uh, the Rejected Jokes are the ones that he was putting out. That's funny. Uh, and I like that, that. then he took it to Twitter and at Rejected Jokes. And so I feel like Jason Farr means the same as rejected does to me at <laughs> follow at jason far jokes follow at rejected jokes tell ben schwartz he should be on the there it is podcast tell him we're interviewing the best comedians so get your ears <laughs> receiving quick, them. Receiving them. <laughs> we're talking about life and laughter stream right to you right to your home don't dude, dude. Yeah, it. Don't, up, yeah, don't, don't sweat it sweat. there it there is, it is. <laughs> Tell him that. (laughs) Tweet that to him. (laughs) Shoot a video of you saying that. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. Happy New Year. New Year. And we'll see you next week with a roundup of the 2016 2016 episode. All right. Thank you, Justine. You're welcome. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. 